Hello, my friends. Welcome to this edition of the Alex Cast. I'm going to give you a bit of a preamble. Please listen to it because I love you and you should love me in return. Tonight, the wonderful Lillian came back on the show and we had a boffo conversation. So boffo, in fact, I'm going to split it into two episodes. And what you are about to hear, my friends, is part number one. In this, we discuss everything from something to something else because I don't remember what happened in which side. Um... Pretty sure we talked about time travel and uh, something to do with language. Um, and then R.L. Stein and I think the Canterbury Tales. So, yeah, it's a pretty good one. Before you get to listen, please go to facebook.com slash thestandardpdx. That's facebook.com slash thestandardpdx. The reason you want to go there is because they sponsor my show. And I'm destitute. I'm poor. I have nothing, nothing left. And uh, they sponsor the show. So if you keep going to that site, facebook.com slash thestandardpdx, and clicking like, uh, my world would be better. Even better than that, go to 14 Northeast 22nd Avenue in beautiful Portland, Oregon. It is in Northeast, and it's great. They have uh, daily deals, and all of them are great. The ones that I happen to like are Sundays. It's $2 for a microbrew on tap. Microbrew on tap. $2. There's, it's fucking amazing. And I don't know the other ones. Oh, Wednesday is Dollar Ham's night uh, from the tap as well. So, I mean, where can you go wrong? It's it's wonderful. Please join me in celebration and some kind of bacchanalia. Love us. Love us! Yes. Cool. So, the standard. 14 Northeast 22nd Ave. Uh, also, if you could find in your hearts, please click on the Amazon link on alexcast.com before you buy anything on Amazon. I know a bunch of you are Amazon users, so just do that. I don't know why you don't. It takes seconds seconds and it would help me out a lot i get a small percentage of your purchase and you don't have to pay a red goddamn cent extra so please 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 i beg of you use your christmas spirit and do that or if you want to use your christmas spirit directly and have a couple extra bucks you can go to paypal.com and send me some good old fashioned uh digital greenness uh and send it to alexcast.gmail.com that's right i'm asking for donations because i really really have trouble paying rent and uh you guys can help me yeah i'm on my knees i'm begging begging you other than that, just go to my website. There's all sorts of fun stuff there. You can click on the Audible ad. And if you sign up for Audible, I get 15 bucks. You get a free audiobook. You can cancel, and you don't have to pay red goddamn cent. You can also find links to my books. Those are Periphery and The Void Sutras. Periphery is a novel I wrote, and uh, people seem to be responding well to it. So if you would uh, want to purchase that, please do. It's only like 5 bucks uh, for Kindle, and it's like, I don't know, 13 bucks for hard copies. So it's a pretty good deal. So yes, alexcast.com. Just go check it out. Alex is always spoke with two X's. You can find me on Twitter at the AlexCast or go to Facebook, Facebook.com slash AlexCast or Facebook.com slash the standard PDX. Yes, I tried to do this as quickly as possible, under three minutes. Please enjoy the episode. is Alex. In Latin, Sawe, miem nomen ist Alex. Auf Deutsch, mein heiser ist Alex. Je m'appelle Alex. Tout à peu comment, 
um, in Klingon. Uh, and surely gone. Lily. Okay, I'm really bad at fake Klingon. You got me there. Oh, no, I'm really good at fake Klingon. I can, <laughs> and check this out. My perfect impression of uh, of everybody that thinks they can fight and then it turns out they have asthma. Batlath. <laughs> See, they can say Batlath really well. And then and then they fail to have any kind of masculinity because I'm one to talk. So that was Lillian, a.k.a. Lily, a.k.a. Those are the only two things I ever call her. Hi. Hi. I know there's a lot of people that don't have invented languages under their belt uh, to translate through this miasma of Klingonese and whatever the <laughs> hell other. I'm pretty sure I fucked up every single one of those languages I attempted. I'm not sure. I, I Some of them are pretty, were close, but I'm pretty sure I got all of them wrong. So audience, I want you to make fun of me for my really horrible uh, other language skills. Mm -hmm. I had this dream the other night that... Oh, wait, how much can I say about this? Oh, no, that's not the one I'm writing. Um, part of this relates to a book that I'm writing, but it's not the book that I'm writing now. So it's going to be like five years from now if it ever comes out. So it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. But I had this dream that uh, that I was dead, but I woke up in ancient Egypt. Mm -hmm. But it was like ancient Egypt, like kind of not like it was pretty much towards the end of ancient Egypt. So the idea was uh, uh, like they're like, you know, they're saying some shit in Egypt to me, uh, Egyptian. I'm like, oh, fuck. So, like, the whole dream was this really frustrating, almost like running through water thing of um, me trying to, a combination of what little Latin I could remember, uh, because Latin is sort of existent at that point, um, hand signals, but the problem is uh, hand signals aren't going to mean anything, because, like, yes and no, most mm -hmm. likely didn't, like, that probably, they probably didn't have not up and down or shake back and forth for yes and no. So I had the whole dream of of meeting someone and thankfully the person I met spoke Latin. So between my remembering a few words in Latin and then, um, uh, you know, kind of drawing in the sand. Uh, so I got, he introduced me to the, uh, to the Pharaoh or, uh, some, you know, top level guy and the top mm -hmm. level guy I was trying to like, I couldn't find the way. And this was the really frustrating part was I was trying to find a way to like word. Would it please you if I gave you a gift from my country? Cause I couldn't figure out how to, a way to say time. And then I remembered mm -hmm. that, that fugit is time in Latin. Or Tempest is uh, time in Latin because I remember Tempest Fugit as time flies. Mm -hmm. So uh, I was trying to find a way to like offer like my license or something or like my wallet or my phone or mm -hmm. and then so I offered him my phone and he, he's like, free, you know, he's like, oh like, crap. And then I was like, oh man, now I got to figure out how to explain to him that like electricity and how it's not going to work pretty soon because it sounds like this is like a bum gift. So the whole thing was like this really annoying dream of trying to like figure out how to communicate with people. And then in the end, it, it turned into him pointing at the picture of the gods on the walls and having him laugh when I said the wrong name. So I'd be like, that's Dehudi, aka Thoth. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> and he was saying a name that was like really close. And I'd be like, dude, what? You know, I obviously wasn't gonna be mad because the guy like probably like runs the shit, but mm -hmm. it was like this really frustrating thing of like, dude, I'm from the fucking future and like farther than you backwards shitheads ever knew existed. I'm from the other side of the goddamn fucking Mera, because that's the only word I could think of for water. Mm -hmm. I'm way the fuck over there and you cometans are just sitting here like a bunch of jerks building fucking pointy things and you're laughing at me because I didn't remember the name of stupid fucking Osiris or um, the hawk-headed one. That was the one that he stunk me on and mm -hmm. everybody was laughing. I like how you had this like elaborate dream about going back in time to East ancient Egypt and you got hung up on how your Latin was bad. And like you couldn't communicate with somebody. Well, no, I got hung up on the fact that I don't, I don't know a single word in ancient Egyptian. Well, yeah, obviously, but like it's a semantics thing. Instead of running around being like, "Whoa, pyramids! Look at this shit! Look at this shit! Look at this shit!" Like well, that would have been no, that would have been the thing. But my whole thing, my whole concept is when people go, "Well, if you had a time machine, where would you go back to?" 
their answers are usually shitty unless a time machine comes with a translation circuit because mm-hmm. you would be killed. Like they would murder you for walking there <laughs> with threads they don't understand and, and, and rubber shoes. You know, like you're the, the, mm-hmm. the quickness that you would be fucking slaughtered by these ancient savages. Like, you, so language is really important. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you show up somewhere and especially me, like, hey, look, there's a person that's probably close to eight inches taller than our average male, <laughs> uh, different skin color, uh, you know, uh, looking at an age that makes no sense. Like, I don't think they would see somebody that like, like I look to be in thirties, but to them being in your thirties, unless you're royalty would be, you're supposed to be broken back. Not like I'm a fat guy. Like they don't have fat regular people <laughs> in their thirties. Like their minds would be blown. They'd be throwing fucking, uh, throwing spears at me or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, but no, so I always think about that when that uh, time travel question comes up is like, I would want to be Jesus. Well, what are you going to do? Fucking sign language and ask him if he's mm-hmm. God, you know, like it's, or, you know, uh, up beard like that doesn't make any fucking sense but uh the reason i was writing a book and and it's probably the next one but the 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 turn of it is like essentially the guy the, like a group of dudes kind of figure out a way to time travel mm-hmm. and they go back to the library of alexandria and they're trying to like they're going to scan the whole library of alexandria mm-hmm. and that that's basically why they got their funding was because every history department in the world goes fuck yeah like we'll give you some money for this so they go back and then uh like they have like you know a couple of them have like people that know how to speak like exactly the kind of greek they spoke or coptic mm. i guess it would be in alexandria at the time so then uh so they're like there and they're working things out and then from the crowd uh someone walks up to them and goes holy shit dave what's going on <laughs> in perfect you know modern english and he turns and he's like and he realizes that this is a girl he dated in high school mm-hmm. so keep in mind they're in ancient alexandria uh you know in a time machine mm-hmm. and then randomly a girl he went to high school with in, in you know 2000 something is mm-hmm. there and it's like this entire like everything just goes like tits up from there but so that's why it's on my mind mm-hmm. well, i think it's interesting to think that if even if you went back to even like england um i'm pulling a number out of my ass but like i don't know what 400 500 years ago the version of English that they would be speaking would be completely in- incomprehensible. Uh, speaking of that, uh, can you turn your mic a little bit more towards uh, your mouthy old region? Is that better? Aces. Okay. You can hear that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there is a number, and I think... I'm going to look this up, because this, this is something I read a while. There is a number that says... Um, wait, hold on. Yeah, the first time I realized that going back in time would kind of suck was in, like, fifth grade. I was reading that um, R.L. Stein book about the roller coaster that goes back in time called The Beast. And um, these kids like go on the roller coaster and they get off and it's like like 1915 or some shit like that. And they get like hunted down and it's not until they run and they find or no, it's like the, I think it's the 30s. They, they run and they find clothes and then they're like, OK, we're fine. But initially everyone has this fantasy of time travel that you just go there and everyone's going to be like, oh, yeah, this is cool. And then but I don't know. It took R.L. Stein to teach me that. But then when I met R.L. Stein at Wordstock, like five or six years ago whenever R. Stein was here I was trying to talk to him about like um so like I read the beast and it like totally blew my mind about the concept of time travel and time is like a mutable thing and and the reality of time travel and all that and then he just turned to me and he just goes you know the beast is a roller a real roller coaster in Ohio you can ride the beast (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) Are you fucking kidding me, R.L. Stein? No. You know, like, I've been waiting my entire life to tell you how many you blew my fifth grade fucking mind. Yeah. And then it's just like, the Beast is a real roller coaster. But he also spent most of his talk, like, talking weird shit about his son and saying, like, oh, well, my son never liked my books. 
or like his son yeah. wrote like a song for his new series that I've never heard of. But um, he's like, and now we're going to sing the song that my son wrote. It's the only thing my son has ever helped me with. And he just said these like really wow. bitter asides like they were like they were nothing. And there weren't very many people in the audience, which shocked me because it was like. Yeah, that's surprising. Right. Yeah. You would think like and I was one of the oldest people there, too. That's I, the, yeah, if I if I had gone, I would have felt so uncomfortable. I definitely would have gone because I grew up reading R.L. Stein, but I do recall as as I got older, I realized that I think I was the first person to read R.L. Stein that was age appropriate because mm-hmm. I never met. There's almost no one my age that read R.L. Stein. Like mm-hmm. it's like three years ish younger than me is where they really start running. But like mm-hmm. people my age, like just don't. It, it wasn't there. It's weird. Like I don't know why the fuck I found it, but like. Yeah, I, I I would I would probably be other than Mr. Stein, probably the oldest person in that room, you know. Well, it was weird because like, well, that was the year I don't remember if you remember. There was a year that Wordstock was really really big, and Gore Vidal was here, and they had all these huge names, and like nobody went. Oh yeah, it was like totally dead. You could just walk up to I forget the name of the author, but the the woman who wrote um like Queen Bees and Wannabes, the book that um uh mean girls was based off of oh yeah you could just walk right up to her and have a conversation with her oh. like it was pretty great but it also like because wordstock's been like pretty scaled down ever since then but they had this really epic one one year yeah. that they were tried really hard at and so there was only like 20 other people waiting around to talk to rl stein oh, that's fucked up yeah it was very very weird and the entire time i was with my sister and i was squealing like a motherfucker because yeah. rl fucking stein right yeah there. that's kind of awesome yeah uh he yeah, I got nothing to follow that up with. Um, I just realized I was going to respond with something and it was about a different author. So I'm going to not say that out loud and but save myself the embarrassment. I think the thing is that a lot of people read it when they were younger and it was like, oh man, all the people in these books are like 16 or 17 and I'm only like nine. Like, Yeah, there definitely was a, there was an amount of that. These are the these are the dealings of the older kids mm-hmm. uh, that, that I remember when I was reading. Because um, they make out in the books. And yeah. I remember like thinking that it was really, really steamy, steamy action. And then when you read read it, they're like, he kissed her harder. He kissed her hard. Yeah. They kissed hard. Yeah. I remember, uh, I read um, one of the Fear Street books. I don't, re- I, I wouldn't be able to recall the name, but when I was, when I was in college, so probably 23-ish, maybe 22, somewhere around there. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't remember if I found, I don't even know why this happened. Either way, I stumbled upon one or maybe I actually bought it because it was like a dollar at a store or something. I was like, I wonder what these are actually like because I have. Very little memory of the actual books. I just remember loving them. So I so I picked one up, and uh, it's it's really really like there's almost nothing happens in it. Like I remember this being suspenseful, and there's like you know there's like some sauciness and like mm-hmm. and as re- reading it, I was like this is I mean this is like literally nothing. Like this mm-hmm. is just words on a page, and there's nothing happening. Like I, I was kind of in shock because I thought it'd just be like oh it'll be a good story, but written for kids. But it's actually just. A vapid nothing rolling out into the ether. Well, it's really fucked up now that I think about it. When I think about R.L. Stein, was that like brutal, brutal murder in Fear Street was totally okay. Yeah, but like the steamy sessions never got up, get got further than like kissing. Well, that's America. Yeah. You know, it totally is. Yeah. I just think I just realized that that like I remember in one of them, like a girl gets strangled to death by her scarf, and her best friend finds her the next day, and like yeah. the murders were really brutal. Yeah, one of them, like they scald some woman to death in like a shower, and yeah. I think that's one of the cheerleader trilogies, or I think was the cheerleader one trilogy. I don't know one of the cheerleader ones. Yeah, um, they scald the girl to death in the shower, and yeah, that's a bummer. Like, 
and they strangle them and they talk about how like their face is purple and their eyes are bulging out and there's all these like these really gory yeah. details and well i mean that's yeah, yeah it's it's america. america yeah yeah we're founded by puritans and genocided people like it's you know it makes that fits completely within our you know our national character yeah no i'm yeah. not disagreeing with yeah, that yeah. i just yeah. fucked up <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah uh here's my th uh the year of english Mm -hmm. I can't have an exact one because I can figure out how to word it while we're still recording. Mm -hmm. But I looked up the Canterbury Tales, which I've heard read in its original Middle English. Mm -hmm. And it's nearly impossible to understand that because the Middle English is still very German. Mm -hmm. So it'd still be like, it should be like, um, like, der Mann in die Gorgen eine, uh, eine Pub, die Gorgen go in. But if you read it, you can see it's like the man will go into the pub. Mm -hmm. But hearing it, it's like, it's very German still. And it's, you can, almost understand it and that's 1475 so yeah i would say you'd have to get into probably probably the slave i don't know maybe 1550 50 1575 like probably another 100 years before it's an almost comfortable mm -hmm. english that would be that you could understand and them understanding us would be, i wouldn't even know where to begin because like we speak fast super colloquial like very informal mm -hmm. i don't i mean i don't know that maybe 1700 yeah i mean they would understand us but i think they'd be appalled like i think the founding fathers would be appalled talking to us well, oh you know heard about that island, kind of right? sorry let me get uh i'm gonna say 1600s mm -hmm. wait when did we form we formed 1770 whatever yeah so 16 yeah probably yeah middle 1600s they would be appalled by us. Well, I actually, um, yeah, off of like Virginia this, or whatever. Yeah, there's yeah, an island yeah. off of Virginia that uses that has the closest to the original American accent. Yeah, and I also read that that's the reason that the American accent is divergent from the British accent because it's more of a, an encapsulation of what the what the British accent was at the time of colonization. Yeah, they actually say that um, uh, British uh, as as. British, as they understood it then, sound, sounded more like modern American English than mm -hmm. modern British English, which and is I, really weird. So if you heard them speaking, they would actually probably sound American to modern Brits, mm -hmm. and which also, is kind of cool. I saw this thing on YouTube, too. Um, there's a, a Shakespeare company in England that performs Shakespeare. With oh, yeah, yeah. I was posting about that. Oh, yeah. you did? Okay, yeah. yeah. I think and, I played it on the show, actually. It's the, oh, okay. that one guy and his son do it. No, well, it's like a, it's a decently sized company. Yeah, I think well, they, it might be a guy in his son. Yeah, they do it at the Globe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. That's yeah, uh, this one dude started it, and then his son's like one of the main actors, and they mm -hmm. do it in the original, the original, uh, you know, Shakespeare in English, and which it, is cool because yeah. you get all these rhymes and a lot of play on words that you don't get in the, the, our reading of it. Yeah. yeah, I remember like one of the very specific things was they were talking about like hours and hours, and when it's like overly enunciated British English, it's hours and hours, and it's like the original, it's like oars and oars, yeah, which is like you know no it's a reference thing. to whores yeah yeah, yeah yeah and it's like one of those things that um gets completely lost and, yeah. yeah there's a lot of uh the the bard as he's known to be you know this this really incredible writer that's like you know deep and thoughtful and whatever that there's we we can't hear you drink i don't know if you're moving away from the mic to think yeah, that no, no, anyone to hear there's, me no, drink. there's no you would never you would never hear that on the mic i think you're trying to avoid the mic the first time i saw it and i'm like oh no that's these are not nearly that sensitive no i didn't want like all these like loud no no like your aces yeah okay. um, <laughs> uh yeah apparently yeah quite ribald and there's a lot of like dick jokes and mm -hmm. like it's really kind of low class in a lot of it so it's funny <laughs> yeah. that it's so like vaulted and high now but there's a lot of like at one point um i'm trying to remember one of the very famous speeches from shakespeare um one of the kind of the you know great monologues for dramatic actors kind of famous you know mm -hmm. but one of them uh, it talks about a girl's pussy 
and and it's like but it's read in this really romantic way i can't remember what the fuck it is but it's like we would never pick up on it but it's one of those internal rhyme ones where it's obvious that they're talking about like you know going down on someone going down on a lady but like it's not it's not there in our reading our reading is you know like oh to be or not to be that is the question mm. and you know like this really over grandiose thing you know well i feel like in high school they try to like that's one of the ways they try to get you into shakespeare a little bit in high school where they're just like hey hey look they just made a dick joke yeah it's like well you know if you have to well to a 15 year old if you have to explain and write out that it's a dick joke yeah it doesn't really it's not really going to resonate as a dick joke well i remember um yeah, they uh, in English in high school when we were doing Romeo and Juliet, they uh, they focused on um, I don't remember who it was, but the uh, the the housekeeper or whatever the actual term is in Juliet's house was quite like ribald and like she was she was like kind of the sexually nurse? wasn't a nurse. Yeah, the nurse. Yeah, yeah, I would know her name if I heard it. She's but supposed to be the comic relief, is the nurse. Yeah, yeah, and she's got like a lot of like really kind of dirty sex jokes and mm -hmm. uh, uh, yeah, I remember them. They're they're really hitting that as the hard sell of like that's the, um, the you know that's. They, oh look, kids! You know, there's you see a how Shakespeare is cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was excited though because we watched that one version of Romeo and Juliet the where tits. they showed that girl's tits, and yeah. that was awesome. Because uh, uh, tits are great, and like tits in school, it's like a million times better. Because you're like, oh, I'm gonna be in school and be really bored, and then it's like the greatest thing ever. I like, think that's uh, like the main reason. I, well, no, it's, it's also because it's a it's a very good version of Romeo and Juliet for sure. However, I think that's like part. It's like almost like a little joke that they do in a way of like you're going to be like when you think about shakespeare in high school you're going to think about that time that you saw tits yeah you know she's like 14 in that wasn't she yeah she was uh she was too young to actually watch her own scene in the theater the lady mm -hmm. that played juliet who oh, i don't remember her name but um when they had the movie opening she wasn't allowed to go to it because um it would be considered showing pornography to a minor mm -hmm. even though she'd be looking at her own tits mm -hmm. i don't think she was four yeah she may have been like 16 or well below the age but like not not like scandalously like i'm pretty sure she was like 14 or something the like actress that. you talk about or yeah, actual the in actress the book? Oh, i know so in thought... the book she's like 13 yeah, yeah yeah um i thought i thought she was more like 16 but i could be wrong i do remember the story that she couldn't see it in the theater mm -hmm. but i thought it, i thought it was a little more um a, a little more acceptable like there you know like certain states may it might be legal not like ugh, 14 not like not that line where it's like ooh, that's you're really dancing on pederasty here. Like this isn't this isn't like this isn't like oh they flowered young. Like this is like ugh, like you're getting ew. This is getting yeah. a little fucking you know Jerry Lee Lewis creepy. Well, I think that I feel bad though that I think for a lot of people like their 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 main point of education they remember from Shakespeare in high school is like oh yeah there was tits in that movie once. Yeah, well, I mean that's the way they sold. I mine was I remember uh, I was fucking blown away by Iago. Uh, in Othello, I remember when he does that speech of, um, uh, and I'm gonna misquote it, but he, where he talks about where he, he dropped the um, he dropped the handkerchief in uh, in in Desdemona's uh, quarters. That's uh, I think it was Cassio's handkerchief. Mm -hmm. So it's like she was getting, you know, she's getting some on the side, and he does. Uh, Iago does this great monologue like to the audience, and he goes like, "The smallest trifle made holy writ," and he's just mm -hmm. so pleased with himself that he figured out this like <laughs> this neat little plan to like drop. And I was like. This dude's a fucking, this dude's like Megatron. Like, this is like hardcore villainy, <laughs> you know, because in high school, like, I mean, I was, I was pretty big in the reading, but like, I, I was actually, I was a writer back then as well, but I don't think I really put it together that like the kind of, I, I guess I never put together that there was like intelligent villainy back then mm -hmm. because it's the time of, it's the time of savages. So it's like, why would you need an intelligent villain when you've got like the guy to 
you know, two uh, countries over is still on horseback chopping people's heads off. Mm-hmm. The idea of a of a um, Moriarty-esque, like, brilliant mm-hmm. villain, it never occurred to me that it would happen back then because you literally have fucking savages on horsebacks hacking people to death. <laughs> you don't need, you don't need a brilliant scheme. Yeah. You, know, you don't need a guy, you know, stroking the back of a cat, you know, unveiling his plans. Well, I think that's like one of the, one of the cooler things about Shakespeare is that it just, it, it humanizes people from back then and it makes them seem more like more identifiable yeah and just like in, in less abstract to be able to be like wow these people were doing this mega soap opera level stuff you know yeah. like which what's weird is i mean all the all the shakespeare stories are taken from uh, old greek plays mm-hmm. and this isn't like one of those shakespeare was a myth or like he stole and stuff like this was at the time this would have been a well-accepted like that's just what you did. It wasn't like yeah. our modern term of like plagiarism. Like mm-hmm. it, there's no application there. It's literally like you rewrite the old plays because the narratives are, you know, it's kind of accepted that there's only a few narrative structures. And so you take that and rewrite them. And that's why you would focus so much on like the flow of the words and make it like these really kind of sonnets into a play form. Mm-hmm. But it's, what's weird is when I was young, I remember reading, um, who's the really famous Greek uh, Sophocles. Is he the, is he the playwright? Whoever the big famous Greek playwright is. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the, I'm terrible at Greek names, but I remember reading his stuff and I'm like, oh, wow, these are like real people. Like this is actual human interaction. This isn't the toga land. Like this isn't yeah, some yeah. far away, far afield. And that that like humanized them. But it took until way later, it took till Iago to humanize Shakespeare, even though it's so much more recent and taken from the same fucking source. But for some reason, the mm-hmm. Greek stuff, like I think maybe because the Greek chorus like literally just like turns to you and goes like, this is what's, this is happening, what's happening right, right now. <laughs> You will feel this emotion. Oh look, Zeus killed them. Well, uh, I Zeus, saw I yeah. saw a version of um are you familiar with Cymbeline at all? That sounds familiar to it's me, this, but not enough. Yeah. It's a really it's one of Shakespeare's weirdest slash considered worst plays ever. Yeah. And then I went to this weird version. Was this of one it. of those late ones where he's like co writing with other people? I uh, possibly. Okay. Uh. Like, um but I went to go see Cymbeline and they had um this jazz musician on a piano who would interrupt the play and explain what was going on and it was pretty much just like admitting like this play is really weird oh, so fun. this is yeah. what's happening yeah and like it's cymbeline is really weird they even cut parts out and just like cut to it because it's yeah. like all of a sudden and the gods are being summoned and there's witches and there's like and it gets really weird and jumpy but as you were saying about um a shakespeare humanizes people in the past i felt the same way when i found like a stash online of tijuana bibles have you ever read, like, have you ever, ever looked at those? No, I don't even know what that is. Oh, a Tijuana. I mean, other than a Bible from Tijuana. Yeah, oh, no, no. Oh, really? Okay. No, I've, I've, so... literally don't, I've never even heard this phrase before. Oh, okay. Tijuana Bibles are uh, little pornographic booklets. They're kind of like Jack Chick Tracks porn. Like, there's little little cartoon, they're little comics. Yeah. They're little porno comics that, um, again, taking numbers out of my ass, I think it started in, like, maybe the 20s. I think this is ringing a bell to me. I don't, I've never heard that term, but I think I know what you're talking about. I, I, I Yeah. Yeah, and they're hilarious, because it's like, wow, I didn't even know they, I didn't even think they knew the word fuck back then. You <laughs> know, like, things like that. Yeah. Or, because, like, they use the same language, but it's done in, like, this, they're the same obscene language that we use now, but it's in this, like, kind of stilted way. Yeah. And, um, because I think, obviously, like that was the closest thing to porn that they had. But it's like all really funny and all that. And yeah. it's meant to be funny, most of it. Yeah. No, I mean, that's it's been around forever. There's there's great Roman graffiti that talks about it. There's a really fun Roman poet called uh, Catalyst, mm-hmm. who uh, Catalyst writes really hardcore 
porno poetry. Mm -hmm. And this was fine. Like this was, he's one of the more famous Roman poets. Like even back then he was famous, not just like he's famous because that's just normal for them. Like he's got one poem where essentially it's a, it's a kind of a slam poetry thing Mm -hmm. of him making fun of these two other writers. And he goes like, you wouldn't know emotions if they bit you in your cock. Why don't you go suck other guys cock? Why don't you, because you take in the ass and you have no idea what emotions actually are. It's like he's doing like slam poetry on two. And this is from, you know, BC something. I mean, this is, this is way the fuck back in the day. There's Mm -hmm. um, another great one where I can't think, I'm going to say Xerxes. That's not the right name, but one of the, one of the other rulers uh, in Caesar's early career out of, out of, you know, uh, Phoenicia or, you know, one of the other places, but either Mm -hmm. way. He went and stayed with them and tried to like barter a peace treat or whatever. So the, the, the rumor went around that he was, he was the Xerxes bitch. Mm-hmm. So he, they started calling Caesar Mrs. Xerxes mm-hmm. uh, because he was taking it from this other, like, this is like, <laughs> I mean, it's been around since Jump Street, but for some reason, I think it's just because we came out of America in this weird or the English, you know, British tradition where it got all prude and stuff that we kind of forgot that like, yeah, the past, there was a lot of fucking like, you you like it was i don't think we've caught up yet to the amount mm-hmm. of the amount of sheer just upfront you know buggery going on mm-hmm. but yeah yeah that's funny the uh tijuana bibles yeah i gotta mm-hmm. look at those specifically i think i know what you're talking about not not by that name but i think i know what you're mm-hmm. yeah because i remember reading um there's these uh when when was um when was photography 1850 Something like that. Okay, so I'm going to say 1810 then, just to make sure it's like, it's well before photography. Uh, oh, no, we'll go, you're fine. 1790, sure. Um, uh, because there wasn't like diagrotypes or like lithographs, like, mm. but there was these, um, uh, they, they had like um, pamphlets, these lurid pamphlets, which described ladies in, uh, you know, less than clothed <laughs> positions. And they're these really great, but they're written. The hell you know, ankle going on, yeah. Yeah, but they're they're written in this like, you know, this, this cowboy American parlance, mm-hmm. like it's really kind of illiterate though, literate speech, you know, there's, mm-hmm. there's no education here. So there was the, the, and it, you know, it starts off with, you know, the, the, you know, the, the curve of a bodice, you know, the, mm-hmm. the, you know, the, 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 the bulb of her ankle, mm-hmm. you know, like this. And then, and then it moves to, you know, then it moves to the good stuff, but the good stuff is written in this really fun, like, it's childish in a way, but it's so, mm. I mean, it's not, it's the longings of a man, but it's, it's, it's because it's like written in this time of kind of literally probably this person doesn't have education. Like he learned how to read and that's better than most people. Uh, so it's you know, this really childish way of describing things. It is really, you know, the, the roundness of like the roundness of her breast and then the roundness of her ass and the roundness of her thigh. Like, <laughs> like there's like, like it just like, there was like six words that were used. So yeah. like just all kept repeating, you know? Well, that's how it is in the Tijuana Bible. Yeah. It's like, uh, and I, I want to apologize to my mom in advance. Cause I know my mom listens to this every time I do it, but they were like, they're talking about like the, it's like, what are you going to do? You're going to put your mouth on that cock? Bet you're going to put your mouth on that cock. Oh, and yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. And it's like, because yeah. <laughs> they didn't have words, well, they did have words for it, but it was very simplistic because just saying that was enough. Yeah. You know? And it's so funny. Well, it's like it's like uh, R.S. Stein, you know, reading about the the passion of the kiss because you're not used to it. It becomes your your. Oh you're, yeah, they kissed hard. You become inflamed, and you know now we're 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 completely you know numb to it in the society we live in. But you know when you're reading a you know Tijuana Bible or whatever, it's yeah, it's it's this is this is the Randy of Randy. I mean, this is the mm-hmm. highest of you know like when I was when I was a young man coming into coming into my coming into my own. Um, I remember I had a, a stack of, uh, I don't know where men of my age found it, but Playboys. I had 
a bunch of them and these were like oh my god playboy like <laughs> wowzers was this like the height of erotic you know power and mm -hmm. there's nothing can be better i can't even imagine getting remotely aroused looking at a playboy now like mm -hmm. it's just not even like it's not a, it's just like oh wow that lady's pretty like it's yeah. just it's like the circuit doesn't even fire but back then it was the holy fuck you See, know i was young enough the very first time i saw a playboy to just be like people want to look at ladies naked what the hell <laughs> like really what the fuck like wow people pay for this like why like i guess there's there's words here too but it's like yeah it's like women aren't wearing clothes and they're just like posing around on silk things and in front of waterfalls and stuff like that and it's like people like that god people are weird <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, maybe it's maybe it's. Our, I think it's uh, different if you're a guy. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, I think it maybe my Y chromosome expressing itself well, also, early. I don't but... know. I don't know. Yeah, I was really young too, but like. No, I, I remember like being really young and having this. Uh, I think a lot of guys did, but like I remember I wanted to see my mom's tits. I not that I wanted to in like a. It wasn't. I mean, it was sexual, but not like a sexual and like a, an adult sexual. It was just a a mystery, mm -hmm. like a of a this isn't pot. You're not made the way like like yeah. i was even like as young as i can remember i i had the, the 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 thought that like dad and older brothers are just like oh they've just got like like grown up my stuff like it, it didn't like it was not like i thought there was going to be like this other thing that would happen mm. but 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 mom the boobs like what the fuck like but so i was like uh not not like obsessed with her but like i remember this thought and i was like not obsessed with the wrong word too but fascinated by the yeah. idea of, of naked woman they were just like this is this must be the 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 holy of holies this is this is the 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 thing to be achieved and mm -hmm. i mean I, I i probably don't disagree with my four-year-old self all that much uh certainly the the some of the mystery has been taken away over over the years of mm. you know getting old enough to buy alcohol um uh, I I didn't want to finish that sentence because now I'm thinking that your mom's listening. I was just because um, I was going to say something really horrible there, and then I went, "No, nah, I call an audible." Uh, but speaking of hor uh, horrible, uh, but I was going to say about uh, well, please. this also goes back to that whole like the the way that uh the female body is so venerated, and when you are a woman, you see that, and it's like I don't know. I think I guess I guess it's probably different seeing it as a woman and seeing it as a man when you're young. When you're young, yeah, and I think when when you're older, actually when you're older as well. But like, if assuming, and I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to be an elitist here. But like, it, uh, you know, I'm not an idiot, so like, I do understand that like, there's an entire different aspect of a woman walking around in, with woman bits and and mm. a guy. Like, I know the world looks at me drastically different than looks at a, a woman. God forbid she's mm -hmm. particularly attractive or particularly unattractive. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, Jesus, the amount of attention you got to deal. It's, you know, like I, I, I dig, like I get that. So there is a certain, like, mm -hmm. but when you're a kid, that doesn't make a lot of sense, but there is that kind of nascent idea, but there's a weird option with that too, that it's always been that way. Like even in like the matriarchal societies, like really early on, like pre city building, mm -hmm. there's always been like the female worship and it's always been. I think it's because there is such a drastic difference, you mm -hmm. know, always been based on, you know, kind of the body is like this major component. So it's weird. It's almost like, uh, you know, it's like ingrained on a certain on a certain level where like those early fetish dolls, like the earliest religious dolls are just these, uh, they call them, uh, you know, Calipigian statues where this chick, just mm -hmm. these giant asses and just huge boobs and mm -hmm. big childbirth and hips, like these monster, like mm -hmm. just sexual tokens, you know, and that's the, literally like the earliest shit we know of ourselves or like <laughs> we liked eating buffalo and we liked like biggins, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's interesting though, because I like, I wouldn't. 
it's worship, but it's like pedestal worship. It's not worship as in actual respect. It's worship as in something to be fetishized. And like, I mean, yeah, but I mean, but then the other side of that's true for guys. I mean, I think it's just right now, looks wise, women are kind of. I mean, it's, yeah, again, it's been that way for what I'm saying is like guys have the other stuff of that where we get kind of um, thrown in a corner for other ways, but not like in a positive way, like um, the lifting of heavy things or the killing of a spider, like, you know, the typical mm-hmm. big, strong male thing. Like, I don't want to have anything to fucking do with that as much <laughs> as like if I was like a lesbian chick that looked good. I don't want some fucking creepy dude looking at me like mm-hmm. I don't want that. Well, I don't want some lady making me want to carry something like I get that it's been ingrained, but like it's not nearly as like social faux pas as. Like, if I said something mm-hmm. that was, uh, like, you know, um, the stereotypical female thing, uh, you know, uh, uh, I don't know, whatever the fuck one of those is. Do you need help with something because your hips are slightly lower than my center of gravity and therefore <laughs> I can lift more? Like, it'd be like, oh, you fucking, you know, you, 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 yeah, hate women. You, you can't just take a, you, you just can't take a, an aspect of oppression when it's special. Oh, no, no. And you can't repeat, re- like, just, you can't just reverse it. And no, no, I, same. no, no, I'm not saying the same. I'm just saying okay. there's, uh, the, the other side of it is true and it's, uh, as we're approaching uh, a lot more kind of aware people of trying to treat women with the respect due to mm-hmm. all humans. Cause you know, I don't, I don't know if a lot of guys listening understand this, but women are humans and deserve the same <laughs> respect as, 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 as you or your, your friend Dave. But um, as we approach more towards more people waking up with that, uh, there's, there's not a lot of like waking up to the other side of it uh, of like, I don't want, I don't want to be thought of as a rapist because I happen to be walking in the same direction of you from is, behind. It's called the MRA movement and it's terrible. No, you know, fuck them. I, that's what I'm saying. I don't want those people <laughs> speaking for me. I'm just saying like, there's a, there's a, there's a certain, like, there's a certain kind of like, I'm really happy. Like chicks are catching up, but like, okay, and now I'm going to stop like kind of rooting for you as much and and start rooting for like, I don't want to be thought of as a rapist because I'm walking behind you. Like, I just, I don't, I don't want to take on a lot of really um, horrible men. I know, but like, it's like, they got to look at the flip side of that. What's worse, walking down the street and worrying that someone thinks you're a white rapist oh, yeah, no, or no. like having the crippling fear of being raped. Obviously, you know? no, no, obviously yeah. yes. No, no, I'm not, I'm not trying to say one is, uh, I'm not trying to say that, uh, that it's as bad. I, I it just... I it wish sucks it could, either way. Yeah, it yeah. sucks either way, and obviously it's much worse than the, uh, the lady side of it, but there's a certain <laughs> amount of, like, um, if you're going to be empowered as lady, and that's, like, could you just not be empowered by kicking me? Like, I'm cool. <laughs> like, I'm on your side, man. Like, I don't I think am. that's what people are trying to do. No, I know like, not trying yeah. to do, but most guys aren't trying to be, you know, fucking sex pigs, but they are. Like, they're fucking horrible people. They're not trying to be that way. It's just the, the way they are. Um, and they're not aware enough to try to change. Most mm. people aren't aware enough to try to change. I just mean, like, they, I do make it a point of trying to stay... 30 paces behind someone if it's dark to try to like not freak them out or because i walk silently and fast and i'm six one two something mm-hmm. i'm not a fun person to turn around. even a dude i'm probably not a fun person to turn around and see coming up behind mm-hmm. you like I'm, I'm tall i'm big and i wear all black lady or guy you probably don't want me walking up behind you so i will <laughs> like change sides of the street based on it but there's a certain amount of like oh this blows like i don't want to think because i don't want to think like when i walk behind i don't want to think rape at all like that's not a thought yeah. that wants like i don't want that and obviously the lady side is much worse but was. i don't well, i just wish, i just wish we could all like because i think about mm-hmm. both sides because we all just think about both sides and like there's a lot of rapey dudes big yell at them like let's all kick them together let's join hands and 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 everybody that has their frat letters uh, tattooed on them let's kick them well that's the problem with yeah. the mra movement is the mra movement is that's so- the, that's the male right thing that's yeah, what okay, i was just thinking sure I knew that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah which like if you look at what they want it's like reasonable on paper 
And it's like, I agree with a lot of, with like a, a huge chunk of it I agree with, but they go about it in the absolute worst way. They go about it in like the, see, this is how men are victimized. Victim, no, men that's, are victimized see, that's because, horseshit. No, it's, no, yeah, it's no. total horseshit. No, there's no, the men have every right you we could ever ask for. And they I, use it as an excuse for rampant misogyny, which makes it even worse. Yeah. Because they're like, so we have all these problems because there's this culture of assumed, of culture of assumed misogyny. And we, we operate on this culture of assumed misogyny which and we create more misogyny based on that yeah. which like it, it's like this becomes this weird cycle and it's like how yeah. fucking stupid are you really like, that's, yeah. that's what i mean like let's all just join together and stop dealing with shitheads and let's just be yeah. human beings to each other like i know like i'm not like i i really have no difference between like lady and man it's like you just have to be a good person or at least mm -hmm. a or at least interesting i don't care if you're good just not, don't be boring or shitty and mm -hmm. then your aces i don't care about which parts you're born with or like what your worldview is. like let's just be cool mm -hmm. so let's just join together and and stop being annoying to people and men's the men's rights that's absurd i want i want politeness rights it's going to be mm -hmm. male and female joining together or or whatever the the third option i know germany's adopting one of those like it, it's everybody let's just join together and just be polite human beings to each other and then mm. you know like we don't have to say misogynist and we don't have to be like feminist we could just be like hey we're like actual humans and we're just gonna be cool well, to each other yeah. like the whole bill of, let's just be excellent to each other be excellent to each other exactly yes. yeah uh san dimas high school football rules uh <laughs> yeah so let me let me just oh, that would be a good tattoo i just want to get be excellent to each other yeah yeah um and for my mom i just want that to be right across my neck yeah as big as possible i think that's the exact way to do it uh, yeah because uh oh wait no you already have a tattoo don't you yeah i was gonna right. say yeah you're already you're already banned from the ban from no the, no that's not true oh is that not true anymore no it's oh, okay. not true because it's considered more of a disservice to refuse someone burial for a jew to a jewish cemetery oh that's fun yeah. which which makes sense i mean like that's much more of a diss to like bar someone for bullshit reasons than to um there's more of a spiritual diss no I, I, I no i disagree uh it's it's in the book so if it's in the book i mean you believe in something stupid so you have to like it's stupid to not have someone be buried because of tattoo yes but like you're believing in a dumb book from like thousands of years ago so like we're the all rules of normalcy and diplomacy are have been thrown out a while ago yeah the no. second you were wandering tribe of fucking people <laughs> that believed in some fucking weirdo that gave you bread and like threw fucking stones at you with some rules on it mm. that also coincidentally were written two thousand years previous to that yeah we're already we're well beyond the bounds of like I reasonable know, I'm, just like, I'm just thinking <laughs> of it like uh like from myself culturally yeah i'm pretty sure that i have th i'm i don't I, I might be wrong about this but i think i have a plot reserved in a jewish cemetery in like fairlawn or something somewhere yeah. and um because it's a, like that's a really important part of my cultural heritage yeah and regardless of the book and the magic bread and all that crap like that's still a, been a very important part of my heritage and like i respect it you know yeah well yeah i'm sort of uh, i mean you don't respect all of it because you got a tattoo you're just kind of <laughs> picking and choosing what you respect you're like, yeah. well, you know, oh, no, I believe, I'm a really devout Christian. You know, I hate gay people. Oh, so you believe that you shouldn't have blended, you know, cloth and, and women are unequal oh, and you should own slaves? No, it's not. I mean, I'm just saying you're, you're picking the thing that you're, that you're giving yeah. credence to out of, out of, a. Uh, out of a sense of like i mean i agree yeah, but there's so many religious no, adaptations i agree, with, that I, do the same I agree with the reasonability of what you're saying i'm just saying mm. you are it's not really respectful to the to the heritage it's respectful to maybe the last couple generations of the heritage but not mm -hmm. not the actual thing you know because i mean again it's you know no no offense you no know, you know. i understand what you're saying i'm just saying you can say that about every religion oh i know like, yeah. no no we just happen to be talking about the jewish one right now mm -hmm. no they're all fucking 
jaw droppingly stupid. Like it's it's amazingly <laughs> dumb. I'm I'm right now. I'm literally fingering uh, uh, Tibetan prayer beads. Yeah, uh, I it's that. really <laughs> dumb. No, there's no. I'm not. I'm not trying to claim any kind of like. There's ones good ones. They're all really dumb. No, you it's just, just gather what strength you can. You gather what you can from each from which ones you want to, and you move on. Yeah, yeah. But, but that's what I mean. So it's like it's not like uh uh being buried in a in a in a place is is uh disallowing that is any kind of insult because it's really paying it's actually paying homage to the like the uh, the origin of the of the culture and i see why it would be you know uncomfortable and kind of you know obviously shitty mm -hmm. but you know we're dealing with an uncomfortable shitty set of weirdness you know it's, yeah uh, you know. Well, for me i just like the idea that i have generations of my family have been buried like not generations but a lot of a huge chunk of my family yeah is buried in the same place and like Fairlawn, New Jersey. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously, it's very important to you that you're not really entirely sure what town it's in. Oh, I haven't been there in years. No, which is just, a good thing. But yeah, I'm no, I, I yeah. Yeah. no, no, I get what you're saying. I completely understand the niceness. Like, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I'm just saying the the thought process behind it is a little skewed. Of the, I mean, really, it's just nice that you you know continuing the tradition. It's the same as like I, I I've almost nothing to do with Christ. Like I I kind of like some of the shit he said, but for the most part, like his book is useless, and I don't really like most of the people that believe in him. Mm -hmm. But like, if I'm in New Jersey, I'll celebrate Christmas. I got no problem with that because it's tradition. Like, so I'm cool with that. But if someone actually puts me the task of the logic of that, like, yeah, I'm kind of fucked because, like, really, I'm, I'm I, I'm I'm being a hypocrite here. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm not following your. Basically, I'm just crashing this idiot's birthday party. And yeah, no, that's <laughs> what I've been trying to talk to you with my partner. Is like he's he's been like saying that like, oh, Christmas is bullshit, blah blah. And it's like, well, you know. I don't like see what's really that wrong. Like, oh yeah, the root of it, uh, stealing all these random traditions for going back to like I think some of them go back go for I think was it Greek tradition? Of, oh, like, well before that, yeah, no. yeah, like the 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 whole reindeer on the roof is supposed to be is something from Greek tradition. Well, the, the reindeers like... are from the North tra Norse tradition. Okay. That's where uh, like a lot of the the uh, the Santa stuff comes from the Norse, uh, mm -hmm. uh, like the Lapland kind of area, uh, and then the the tree and whatever that's from germanic yeah we stole cards. a bunch of shit from all these they, I mean, the whole thing, they stole like a bunch of different traditions yeah. try to unify it under the umbrella of christianity yeah. and like and you know what like just as far as like you get together with the people that you care about and you give them presents and you like you care about each other for a day just because it's like mandated or it's not mandated but just because it happens to fall on some part of the year doesn't make this oppressive you know does that make sense? No, like, no, I, I I agree with you. Like yeah. I, I get, I I'm fine. You know, as long as you're as long as you're celebrating under the auspice of, as long as you're not crashing a dude that you don't like's birthday party, I'm fine. If you're just if you're like, oh well, I'm I'm just gonna have a Christmas. Like it's got nothing to do with Christ. I'm just I want to have presents and have fun. That's cool. But if you're actually trying to observe the birth of 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 something like well, christmas maybe... doesn't even make sense because it's not even at the right time yeah but, <laughs> but i mean then then the this is this is where the hypocrisy that's where hypocrisy would come in like mm -hmm. if you're actually trying to show like if you show up to church once a year and like think it's important and not because of a family importance like you think like oh this is the holy thing is important well, no then you're a hypocrite but if you're just like dude i want to have fun with my family and do some presents fuck yeah, yeah. yeah. no uh the that whole story like the even the jesus thing goes it, it, the jesus narrative is understood that we do now with virgin birth and rebirth or whatever like that wasn't the story to like three four hundred ad mm -hmm. and that's just a retelling of the of osiris dying and then being reborn as horus mm -hmm. is it's it's like even the aspects of the belief is it was just kind of tattooed over not to use tattooed but uh pasted <laughs> over a previous uh a previous belief yeah. system so you can because pretty much it just went uh there you know during the reign of constantine um they went oh uh you know egypt isn't believing in our shit and they go well you know weirdly enough uh, Jesus, you know that whole story with uh, Mother Mary. Well, that you know, it turns out that's ISIS. 
Jesus is actually his dad is 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 Osiris and Jesus is Horus because he's being reborn. Yeah, we're the, it's so odd that we didn't think about this before. And you know what? You like, know? fuck it, because it's like as human beings, we have this tradition now. You yeah, know? exactly. Like, it's there. and it's yeah. just like it's it's something that we have. Like, I would say even like largely as an American tradition that. Or not, or our, our version of it is the American tradition. Because I was thinking about like how in Japan, where a lot of people aren't even, aren't even Christian, and they celebrate Christmas as, and they celebrate it secularly, like yeah. Well, they, the one, they get fried chicken or something. They do KFC. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. yeah it's, they actually have to order like weeks in advance. Exactly. Yeah. Um, the 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 version of Christmas that we understand as a winter festival, giving presents, Santa, all that, all that stuff is really that concoction didn't happen till well into America. Like mm -hmm. the, we didn't Christmas wasn't a big holiday until uh, American settlers, because you had this long winter in really shitty conditions and there's not a lot of people is they needed something to do over the winter. So they didn't go all the shining and start chopping up their friends. <laughs> so they, they pretty much just said, Oh, well this is when they thought Jesus was born and then they made it into a much bigger thing. I thought that was co-opted in that like, Hey, these pagans are having a really oh, good no, time around here. Like, no, no, okay. absolutely. They were, but that wasn't part of the tradition for a long. That was like, to get those pagans that year like i mean for the mm -hmm. like a hundred years after that but like in i forget when like the modern what we'd recognize as a modern christmas like in uh probably 15 something let's just say or 14 something uh, the, none of that would be recognizable they didn't it wasn't a big deal like easter was the big deal mm -hmm. or, or good friday like that was the huge that was the big holiday because there was the resurrection that's the point of the faith well the, him being born wasn't a big deal what i thought was really interesting as well like when i was living in prague um how you kind of think that like these Christian holidays are kind of the same across the board, and then you realize that they're not. Like how in 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 um in the Czech Republic they had a uh, they had Saint Nicholas, which is obviously you know yeah, and yeah. um but they also had I forget the name of the guy, I forget the name of the guy, but there was this demon, the Krampus. It, it was it was the equivalent to the Krampus. It yeah, wasn't yeah. the Krampus, but it yeah. was the equivalent. And so there's also Black you, Peter. It might have been similar. It might have been like. Black Peter. Because Black Peter is the other one. The, the crap is Black Peter and there's, I mean, they're all just variants of that name, but those yeah. are the two like kind of like St. Nicholas, just St. Nicholas, like, yeah. like the, but it's not Santa the, the Claus, crunch, it's a slightly different. No, that's yeah. what I mean. But the, then there's like the Crunches and, and, you know, uh, you know, Schwartz Paul, like, you know, like yeah, they're all yeah. essentially the same archetype. But yeah. I thought it was yeah. funny that like we, you go to, we go to a Christmas market and there's all these children like smiling at a toy store and they're all hanging out with like with saint nicolash and then like right next to them is this really elaborate demon like like really yeah. metal like giant horn yeah. demon guy and all the children are just like smiling it's like saddling up to this scary demon yeah. well that's and, a yeah. krampus yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's and it was uh, the same uh, thing with easter it's like they had a, this thing where um you were allowed to hit to, to whip women on easter yeah there's there's another one where the original easter bunny i think stole children <laughs> um in early in the early like when they first stole the the easter celebration and turned it into easter uh -huh. um they kind of kept some weird fucking overlay and there was almost like a like a, a bad kids get coal thing but in this case it's like bad infants get stolen by this horrible man-eating rabbit yeah. like in a monty python-esque way well, it's, but, like, yeah. it's just like that whole like i don't know whole the whole remember the reason for the season thing is like is like total bullshit like, yeah. Well, I remember the reason for the season. It's just unfortunately, uh, I had to read about it later and teach myself. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like most people don't even know that it's just it's it's just pretty much like, hey, winter sucks. Let's like yeah get together and not hate winter so much. Yeah. And pre I mean, like literally, if we were in what's weirdly oddly enough, I was talking about the 1700s or the 1500s, not recognizing Christmas as its mm -hmm. modern form. If we were in, um, I would say, first 
second, I'd probably say second century BC Rome, we would recognize and they would recognize our Christmas much better if it was called Saturnalia. It was the festival mm-hmm. of Saturn. And they hung up, I think, I don't know if they hung up mistletoe, but they hung up an equivalent of mistletoe. They decorated their house. Mm-hmm. It was given presents. It was, I mean, it was Saturn literally was Christmas. It was on December 25th. Like mm-hmm. it's the holiday we celebrate now, it, it, but it has, Jesus hadn't been born yet. I mean, it's just complete, like it's the exact yeah. same thing. And it's weird. Cause like, oh, through all the transmutations and movements through history, it comes back around again to essentially we're celebrating the same thing we're celebrating in, you know, 200 BC Rome. Mm-hmm to a completely different set of gods that were overlaid on their gods and then transmuted or whatever. And essentially we're having the exact same celebration. Yeah. yeah it's just been so co-opted that I feel like celebrating Christmas, no matter what religion you are, is like, whatever, just do it. Like, that's what you want to do. Like, I thought it was really weird when I was growing up hearing my father talk about, cause you know, my father's Jewish and he, and I, and it blew my mind as a kid that he didn't celebrate Christmas at all and be like, well, what did you do on Christmas? Like, and be like, oh, we went into the city and we did things yeah. like because there was nothing else to, to you know, everybody had off. So, yeah. so we we did stuff. And but now the more I think about it, the older I get, it's like, you know, it doesn't really matter. Like, because it's not the, the whole connection to Christ is so tangential, you know? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't mind if they changed the name a little bit like mm. uh, not the, I, Xmas. <laughs> well, you know, actually like I, in Futurama. I, I, yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing is uh, a lot of in years. I'm going to learn you something. Mm-hmm. Xmas was actually a more Christian name than Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, X is in, in, in Greek. So it's mm-hmm. Christmas. Yeah. And it was, it was a way to essentially, that's where the sigil of the, of the, uh, it was Xmas before it was Christmas. Yeah. Wasn't it? It yeah. Christmas. Mm-hmm. And that's where the sigil of the fish was utilized where mm-hmm. it was an X with the fish. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, that's the ichthus. But, uh, the, so the X mass is, is a way to kind of give a, uh, a variable to the mass. I don't even think they had algebra at that point or probably the letter X, but uh, the the idea is like, this was kind of a hidden way to do it because you'd have to go through the Greek to figure it out that it's Christmas. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So yeah, Xmas is actually well predates, uh, maybe not predates, but like it's a very Christian based, like this is a super holy term. It's mm-hmm. not, a, no, I was thinking just Saturnalia is fine or, or, or Festivus. Like you just, yeah, even Festivus works. I, I think, yeah. <laughs> I just think people would get lo- a lot less pissed off that on, on, you can even say on Christmas day, my family celebrates festivus it's the exact same thing or by celebrate it's like i i celebrate winter festival oh that's another yeah. reason that whole bullshit about like oh well, happy holidays don't you mean christmas and it's like no man don't you even know what fucking christmas is <laughs> like do you have yeah, no. any fucking clue okay no here's like here's the worst part about happy holidays maybe not the worst because yours are equally bad about that you know why they start saying happy holidays mm-hmm. because new year's is next week it's not a fucking they're not talking about hanukkah that's and what Hanza. i've always wanted to it's, say it yeah. is that it's literally the term happy new years is because fucking i mean sorry the, the term uh, happy holidays because new year's is next is the week yeah. after that's where the it's it's instead of saying happy uh, uh, a merry christmas to you and happy new year the abbreviation Happy holidays. That it's, always drove there's me fucking no nuts. War, that's well yeah. predates the war on Christianity. Yeah. I think Kwanzaa wasn't invented yet. Like this isn't some fucking modern PC variant that's a war. No, that's it's it's an ease of there language. Because fucking next yeah. year, the next goddamn week, you have the day off. Like most people take their vacation. Days. And I've noticed that like after after Christmas, most people just take to saying Happy New Year. You know, yeah. like there's that, that one week where everyone just says Happy New Year, and it's like, well, yeah, there's and I, I don't know. I yeah, because someone... we lost the S in holiday. It's yeah. no longer Happy Holidays because we went through one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it, like, I don't know. It just drives me crazy that people think that it's the, they use that as some kind of excuse for yeah. persecution when it's like, 
Can you just stop and think for like one yeah, minute? That know? one infuriates me because it's it's so it's the Xmas thing. I get why people would think that that's a way to get around Christmas, and I think most people that use Xmas actually is a way to get around writing Christ. Like, so I have no problem mm-hmm. with uh, Christiany people like getting mad at that. But the Happy Holidays, like, it wasn't that long ago, man. Like, <laughs> it really wasn't that long ago. Like, I mean, it's within the lifetimes of of probably my parents, definitely my grandparents, where it was completely understood. There was no, I mean, I don't know that people even knew Hanukkah existed let alone any of the other ones. Oh, well, you, you know, know what's really interesting about Hanukkah, which I didn't know until recently, is that um, uh, presents were only added to Hanukkah fairly recently yeah, to I be assimilationists. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, the... Um... Uh, uh, it's basically New York was the thing is that mm-hmm. you know, essentially everybody that was cool and wrote good music or like, you know, uh, had any kind of record shop uh, was Jewish out of New York. And that's where all the great song houses were from. So all the Jews were writing the Christmas, all the great mm-hmm. Christmas songs were written by Jews. Mm-hmm. So it became kind of this thing where the Jews were going, not the, you know what I'm saying? I don't mean to be saying the Jews, but like, you know, high end, really artistic, creative Jewish people in New York were going and mingling with Christian folks. So mm-hmm. it became this thing where they kind of just started again, like you're saying, I saw their Christmas, but I'm not Christian where it's like, they'd go to house and let's face it. Christmas is a badass holiday. Like yeah. it makes Hanukkah look like a bag of shit. Like, I mean, and so they're like, yeah, let's add some presents in this. I mean, mm-hmm. I think they fucked up and let I me, mean, I'm going to, I'm going to say you, I think you fucked up capital Y is, you know, there's that big candle in the middle and I guess you light that one last or you light that one first. You light that one first. That's the one you use to light all the other, all ones the other ones. Okay. I think, uh, I think you would change that around. You get, you get a, uh, some different lighting mechanism and the last night you light the big candle. And that light in the big candle is like, that's where you get all the good shit. So the first night you get like some stupid, you know, you get like a latka. The second night you get a dreidel, like just dumb, shitty uh, references to the past kind of presents. And then the lighting of the big candle is like the, essentially the usurpation of Christmas where it's like you get a bunch of really cool shit instead of, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I've never celebrated Hanukkah, but from what all my Jewish friends who I grew up on the East Coast, so I had a boatload of them. They always complain that way more than here. Oh yeah, that's so weird to well, me. Like again, it's New York. Well, that's no, what, yeah. no, I understand that. It's just weird because, like, I remember growing up and because Alex and I grew up in the same town. Um, that I thought it was so like it was like oh wow I'm so special that I'm like one out of three Jews in our class, and then I come out here where it's like one out of point zero zero one Jews. You yeah. know, <laughs> and it was even weirder when I was when I was living in Prague because um like we did a. We did a, uh, one of my friends and I did a, uh, a Hanukkah candle lighting and she bought a menorah and we did lighting and we had all like these, um, a bunch of our European friends just standing around and like taking pictures from all these different Oh, that's angles. awesome. And it oh, was, that's like, adorable. It was, it was yeah. as if we were doing this like alien ritual. And yeah. even now I'm like, I thought that most people grew up seeing like an occasional thing. And I did like a Hanukkah. I, I, I did a couple like a Hanukkah candle, candle lightings last, like, you know, when Hanukkah was happening. And it's like you have so many people just like act like you're doing some weird candle ritual. Well, and it's like, we are, but... no, I know, yeah, I know. Yeah, it's yeah. just funny because I yeah. never thought of it like that. Yeah. And I, I always had it somewhat normalized. And we did yeah. that. We did it in front of the first grade where you screw in the light bulb. You know, like, oh, everyone yeah. gets to screw in a light bulb. And but, I don't know. It just it's weird. It's weird to see how once you have grown up with that ethnocentricity of like yeah. you know and being in the Northeast and being around New York. Well, since you're actually, it's that you just blew my mind saying there was three Jewish kids in your class. Like, and it's there's like a lot of them. Like, I I don't think it was fifty percent, but I mean it was like really like yeah, but like most of my friends were Jewish. Like I huh. I didn't like I yeah like there's a lot of them. I, like there's a bowl bowl load of them. But um, 
Yeah, I, I know mostly not most of my friends are Jewish, but like there was a lot of them. The thing that I don't understand, maybe maybe you can explain this. I'm not to make you not to put you on the spot of being the Jewish historian of the Alex cast, but so Hanukkah is a celebration of they're hiding out and the and the oil in the lamp or whatever the the, the lamp oil lasts for eight nights when it's supposed to last one. Yeah, as I think um, I might be wrong on this, but I think that it's most mostly it was a representative of hope. It wasn't yeah. that they like absolutely needed the lamp oil to last out. No, but, but it's, it's all that they had. They got a hookup from, yeah. from the big guy that it's like, hey, look, you know, we're, we're you know, give, but here's the thing. Uh, not the thing, but why are you guys lighting fucking candles then? It's not, not like we ran out of oil. Yeah, I think some people do. I think there are menorahs. Oh, are there? Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, I've only known it as, as Hanukkah, like menorah candles. And it's like, but I, they weren't lighting candles back then. They were like, like some kind of oily shit. Like, well, I'm pretty sure those exist. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And so this is like just kind of a convenient. Yeah. Like, okay. Because it's just, it's one of those thoughts I had because in my, in my, you know, modern, uh, you know, uh, American uh, version of this is I only know it as candles. And it just, mm-hmm. at one point it occurred to me like, wait, that's got nothing to fucking do with the goddamn story. Like you're st- you're, I mean, did you guys permanently run out and now we had to switch to candles? Um, my yeah. menorah is literally um, a bunch of tea lights on a platform of VHSs. I think like yeah, perfect. Three yeah. Ninjas is one of them. And there's like a, yeah. but it was, I didn't have anything, but I wanted to make something. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's it just all about, like, and I think that's like something I like about Jewish tradition is like, you have like Easter where they're like, yeah, so like uh, Christ died and came back to life and some, here are some rabbits and some candy. And with um in like passover it's like so we're gonna sit down and read a book about why we're doing everything and everything has meaning and everything is like representative and it was like uh, my cousin got married she had a jewish wedding that i went to and they give out a little pamphlet yeah that says like this so this is what this archway represents and this is what this represents and this and like they explain everything well it makes sense i mean in that uh, you guys kept getting killed by everybody so you had so to keep it alive. Re- no, that's what yeah. I mean. It's, I, seriously, it's, yeah. it, it was a verbal culture. It, mm. You had to start because, like, for some reason, Jews really got the shit end of the stick. Of any, of any, I mean, maybe. You know, they have the, that's the worst one I can think of. Is like Jews got fucked by like, like twelve. Well, different... if you listen to Tila Tequila, have you? Uh... No, I have not heard this yet. I saw a clip. Uh, I mean, I saw a link that said she did some pro Nazi speech. Oh or something. no, she's like a full. But she also had an aneurysm, so I think she's mental. She's like probably legitimately mentally ill. Oh okay. Uh-huh. Um, but. I don't, uh, anyway, yeah, teal tequila. Yeah. yeah, no, it's just one of those. Uh, um, um, yeah, I I wish I didn't know who she was. Tell you the truth, no, but it's <laughs> the uh, no, no. It makes sense that like the tradition is super important because like they it, almost get annihilated so many like, times. Like yeah, often, like it's fairly recently. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the yeah. like the first Jewish story I know is uh, what's it? David uh, leads them to where he thinks Israel is going to be, mm-hmm. and then they get stopped. And then they get killed a bunch, and then they took over the next town, then they get killed a bunch, then they get fucking thrown into Egypt as slaves, then they gotta wander around for 40 fucking years in a stupid mm-hmm. desert. There's probably some other shit. Well, God tested the shit out of his yeah. chosen oh, people. That's the, why they're the chosen people. The like, Middle Ages, yeah, the Middle Ages, yeah. yeah, the Middle Ages got really, you know, okay, yeah. yeah, it wasn't working out. Well, it didn't work out well for anybody, but still the Jews were involved in the anybody. And then, then we had that little, you know, in the, in the twenties and thirties, um, you know, the little dust up over, yeah. in, over in Europe. So yeah, it, it makes a lot of sense to me that that would be a culture that like makes a really big deal about you know uh about you know ch- carrying on oh and, there, and there's yeah. just so little bullshit and that's like my that's the thing like growing up with both growing up with um christianity and judaism like at a pretty early age when i was really young i didn't really get it but the older i got the more i appreciated judaism because there's just so much less bullshit in it like to as be far fair, but there's also like re like as far as the rewards are concerned christianity beats your ass 
You oh, guys don't yeah. even get heaven. I mean, no. yeah, we got to deal with hell and get raped by priests and a lot of Latin mass, but like, you guys don't even get heaven. There's really no point to fucking be Jewish unless you're born into it. Like, anyone that converts to Judaism is kind of like, what do you? What, there's yeah, but also there's like the whole scholarly aspect. Of no, I mean, but you could still. It's not like it's not like you only get the books when you tra- when you. Oh convert. no no no! Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, but I'm just saying yeah, like yeah, when yeah. you're um when like in. In Christianity, it's just like how many people even like wonder why there's a rabbit involved, with, like the the resurrection of well, Christ, yeah, I mean, trees, like, that, things like that. And it's, it's, that's like, oh. that's also a kind of recently Christians did do a pretty good job of being scholars. Like at, like after they, I'm burned, not saying that none yeah, of them after are, they yeah. burned down all the books and ruined culture, <laughs> they did a good job of yeah. copying the few ones left over and like relearning shit. Yeah, so, and know, that's the, also the, like one of my favorite aspects about Judaism, though, is that like you can half any question you want if there's anything that makes no sense to you you're like very oh, no, encouraged I love I, to I go love up re- to your rabbi and you're be like, supposed hey. to argue with your rabbi i yeah. love that yeah that makes i love me really it too happy. like yeah. um i have a, my uh i have a cousin who's a rabbi and we were at my cousin uh, my other cousin's wedding and they were doing the horror they pick up the person in the chair yeah. and they carry them around and i was just like asking around i was like who knows this and i was like i had to track down i tracked down my cousin i was like dude like what's the deal with the chairs and he's like, well, from what I remember correctly, it's like women are nervous about their wedding night. So they would have the bride and the groom sit next to a chair, ne- sit next to each other in chairs. And they would try to make them feel at ease about their wedding night and they would entertain them. And eventually that evolved into picking up. Oh, the is that where that came from? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, well, that's that's cool. That yeah. makes sense. Like, that's logical. It's not we stole this tradition from the pagans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, this is uh, uh, a, the first time I've thought about this in forever. They made us learn the Horus song. When I was in school, in square that, dancing? That, no, no, no. We had the like the the dance, the horror, so wild and free. Like there's like this horror song. Mm-hmm. I haven't thought about that since whatever grade that was. You know, fourth or fifth. grade. I might be also wrong. Mm-hmm. I think I might be conflating having a gill with the horror, but I think the whole holding holding hands and dancing in a circle and lifting up chairs. I don't know if that if that's considered the horror or not. You know, and now I think about it, I think what you're talking about actually is having a gilla. Yeah, I don't know if Habanagila is his dance in itself or if that's considered the horror. I don't know. I think Habanagila is the dance because it's really upbeat. I think that's where you like dance around in a circle. I think it's Habanagila. Yeah. Because that's like really upbeat and fun. I can't we did remember. that for like 10 minutes at my cousin's wedding. It was yeah. awesome. There was all these different circles and carrying yeah. chairs. And, yeah. No, that's, you know, that's good shit. I just, I just figured like if you're going to b- obey a whole bunch of like weirdo rules, you best get a heaven out of it. Mm-hmm. Like, because I mean, if I had my druthers, I would just be like. Oh, well, all right. So one, I got to obey a bunch of shitty rules. The other, I got to obey a bunch of shitty rules. Shouldn't being a good person on earth while you're alive yeah, that's like, what, be enough? Like, that's my attempt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I don't need some fucking weird book of rules. But if I'm going to have to abide by a weird book of rules, I'm getting the one where I get to have fucking cool heaven at the end. <laughs> Not like some like, like if you ask a Jewish person, hey, is there afterlife? Yeah, I don't really. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, we don't really bring it up. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, what the hell's the point of having a fucking religion? <laughs> you know, what do you, what do you have as a culture that never figured out like, like a fucking country to live in? Well, I think part of it is they're supposed to be rules that are, that are actually legitimately supposed to be to better yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And that's no, the thing it is it's be, not yeah. just about keeping yeah. up this moral, this moral center. Like Christianity, it feels like to me, a lot of it's like keeping up this moral center because without the rules, you wouldn't be doing that. Like, that's, or that's, without, or without that's the it. idea it's to keep your soul clean so uh yeah, so you like, go to heaven yeah if yeah. no one told you not to lie and kill and all that like yeah exactly it's very paycheck yeah, kind of oriented exactly yeah, yeah. and that's bullshit like it shouldn't be yeah no i i, I wholeheartedly agree I, again uh really dumb both of them but um i just if, if you're gonna believe in something stupid mm-hmm. i'm just gonna believe in the one that has a heaven at the end and i'm not gonna believe in that one anyway i'm just saying if if for some reason I get some kind of like you know horrible what? brain injury, I'm going to go with the one with heaven. I was born a snake handler and I'll die a snake handler. Yeah, that's true.
Let's go, let's go, let's go.